Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to this great day and this wonderful, wonderful program that we're going to be talking about. You know, as second wind hits us all, and we usually have to start over, maybe even two times, three times, four times, but today we're talking about the second wind of the love in our life. What happens when relationships end and we have to start over? We create, want to create a new partner in our life. Well, there are lots of different situations that we are confronted with about what would that look like? Do I want to find another love? It's all been the same story. Well, our guest today is going to shed some valuable light on that. So I want you to run, get your cup of coffee and tea. If you have not gotten that already, find your comfy chair and get ready for a very enriching show. As I said, second wind today is about love, second wind. I went through a divorce about 13 years ago. And during that time, or after that time, during recovery, many times I thought, do I want to start another relationship? And because I was building this wonderful career that I love today, which is coaching other women, I sometimes use the excuse, well, maybe I don't. I just don't have time right now. So I put that sort of search away. But you know, there's something that we all have had, and that is a failure in a relationship. Whether it's in high school, college, adult life, somewhere a relationship didn't work out for us. It could have been a failed marriage. Or it could have been brought about by the death of our spouse. And we use so many excuses to stop our search. And many times they are just that. Excuses, the fear of getting hurt again. So, to help us analyze and kind of look at us and see where we are, I have this fabulous guest today. His name is Stefan Gonick. And Stefan is a love coach. And so he's going to share some valuable insights with us today. And I'm so excited because Valentine will be coming up 
And then that's when we always get hit in the face with, where's our love? Are we enjoying the relationship? So anyway, welcome, Stefan. I'm excited to have you with us today. Hi, Joyce. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about Stefan. I mean, how you got into this work and and just what what you have found by doing this work. Well, what basically got me into this work was that my love life, in a word, sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it happened, I, actually, I guess I would call it, the way I would describe it is that it started with a day of despair when I was 28 years old. Um, I had just ended uh, the worst relationship of a series of painful relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, what had gone wrong with this relationship. And <clears throat> as I was thinking about my latest girlfriend, you know, I was thinking that in my experience with her is that she was very needy and she blamed me all the time for everything that happened in our relationship and acted like everything was always my fault. Yeah. And because of my childhood background, which this is what I came to understand later, um, this actually felt normal to me. So I believed her. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I came to feel that, yes, everything really is my fault. And therefore, I was this horrible guy. So I bent over backwards trying to appease her and often disregarded my needs in favor of hers. In fact, my emotional needs went right out the window when I thought that she needed or wanted something from me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this was a, it was a very painful experience with her. But then as I started looking back over all of my adult relationships, on this day, I suddenly had a very disturbing realization. And that is that even though all of my past girlfriends were very different from each other in many ways, they all shared that same painful trait. They were all very needy and blaming of me in the same way as my last girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it hurt like hell to be blamed all the time in relationship after relationship. And then on that day, I finally saw the pattern. But then it got worse. When I thought about the kind of woman I really wanted to be with, I felt a huge wave of fear. I felt terrified at the idea of getting within 20 feet of the exact kind of woman that I was looking for. Right. And then I also got in touch with this belief inside of me that a woman that I was really interested in couldn't possibly be interested in me. Mm-hmm. This is all on the same day. And <laughs> did it take one or two hours or all day? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. I just remember I was in my bedroom, I was sitting on my bed, and I was just thinking about all this stuff. Yeah. And it was such a shock to discover, you know, in addition to this really painful pattern I was in, that I was actually afraid, even terrified of my potential soulmate. Yeah. So basically, on that day of soul searching, uh, my love life felt totally doomed. I realized on that day that I was fatally attracted to women with that same blaming trait, and I was terrified of being with my ideal partner. Yes. So I plunged into despair that day, and then 
after a day of despair, I decided that this is not an acceptable outcome to my life. <laughs> I refuse to give up. Yes. I did still believe true love. And <clears throat> so, you know, I went out and I found a therapist and I embarked on my own epic healing journey that spanned many years. And I worked really hard to discover what all my blocks were to find in love. Because uh -huh. I was determined. I wanted to find the love of my life. So, anyway, that's how, <laughs> that's how I get started. With well, you know, I really applaud you because so many of us are not quite as uh, committed to finding out why it is we keep repeating the same type of partner picking, if you will. We are drawn to the same type of person. And you see it time and time and time again. Yep. <laughs> so I really applaud you because you took that step to go to a therapist to help you work through what was causing this to reoccur in your life. That's right. And you said that... Now, yeah. I read somewhere, Stefan, that, that you were in therapy for about three years, right, with this? Right? Well, actually, I was in therapy for over 20 years with all this stuff. Oh, on and off, yeah. Yeah, the three years thing that I think you're thinking of is that uh, in the first three years of my therapy, uh, I should say it took the first three years of my therapy to break out of that initial pattern of being attracted to women who blame me all the time. Yes, yeah. So that took me three years. It then took me uh, many more years than three uh, to work through all my fears and limiting beliefs and things like that that were preventing me with being with my ideal partner. Yeah. And, you know, it was, those, it was all those years of working on myself that actually eventually inspired me to want to help others as well. So I got, you know, many years of training to be able to do the work with other people and to... Um, it became basically my passionate mission for my life, both in, you know, getting satisfying my own desire and goal of right. finding the love of my life. Um, but I also decided that you know, this became my mission to help other people as well. And also cut down that twenty-year learning curve, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do well, not want so many people to have to go through, uh, you know, the the. Huge number of years that it took me. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a short break here and we'll come back. And I'm very anxious to hear about how we went through that healing process. So if you'll just hang on, Stefan, we'll be back to hear more from you shortly. Okay. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. 
Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use as genealogy research, repurpose or even monetize found footage discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many for more on Rhonda and the show go to our website homemovielegacy.com then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is Coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are visiting with Stefan Gonick this morning, and we're talking about relationships and love and finding the love that we'd like to have. So, Stefan, if you would please share with us how you uh, um, proceeded on the road to healthy relationships. We sort of got your story in the last... Uh, section about how you got there so how was the recovery phase <laughs> well so as I said it, it became my life mission and passion to you know not only solve or achieve my own goal find the love of my life uh, but to help others as well because I didn't want anybody to have to go through you know many years to find their soulmate like it took me mm. yeah so I am thrilled to say to share with everybody that yes I did find the love of my life <laughs> And she's a beautiful person. I've met her. <laughs> yes. It was Laura. So anyways, like I said, it's just, it's become, you know, my, my adult life mission and passion to to help other people, you know, find the love of their lives in, in a dramatically short time. Months to, yeah. you, know, you know, in the months for a time frame rather than the years time frame. So I'd like to help our listeners understand what's been happening in their lives as I eventually came to understand what was going on in my life. So okay. I'd like to paint a little scenario for you. Uh-huh. I understand as a second wind show that most of your listeners are, are divorced. So I'm going to see if you can, you know, sort of identify with this scenario. Uh, long well, ago. Let me, let me say this, Stefan, they're not all divorced listeners. 
There okay. are certainly those that have gone through painful relationships. So who hasn't gone through a painful, disappointing relationship or a loss of a spouse? So, uh, so that's okay. But I'm sure there are some divorce since divorces are growing rapidly these days. All right. Well, I'm going to describe it as a divorce scenario, but you can just substitute, you know, long, significant relationship instead of marriage. Yeah. So let's just say, you know, long time ago or just a few years ago, whenever it happened, I'm thinking more, uh, you know, as we first start having our, our biggest major relationships, whether it's marriage or, or just multi-year relationship, you know, you meet some, somebody and this person is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and you love being together, you're excited to have met each other, and uh, you fall deeply in love with each other. And for some listeners, maybe you know you fell in love, and you're so happy to be together that you decide to get married. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So you do get married, and initially, things are wonderful. And then after a while, things start to go sour. Okay. Um, you start having these painful experiences where, you know, you're maybe you're fighting a lot. Maybe your partner is this, uh, you know, really angry guy, and he starts. You feel attacked a lot. Uh, you feel this get all this harsh treatment, maybe abusive treatment. Um, you know, extreme examples. He might be might just cheat on you or, or lie a lot or things like that. Or maybe he's, you know, sort of critical, judgmental energy that you feel for years. Or maybe he's just kind of cool and distant, mm -hmm. uh, emotionally unavailable. Um, yes. You know, just a couple other examples would be, you know, he also might be very, you know, sort of a needy, dependent type partner. Or just very scattered and, and uh, you know, unsupportive and things like that. And, but you're, you know, you're there, you're, you're, you, you stick it out, you're trying really hard, mm -hmm. you try your best to work things out, uh, but eventually, you know, nothing really ever gets better, and it's been going, it's been going on so long that finally you have to call it quits. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's this really acrimonious, horrible breakup, you know, divorce or end of relationship, or maybe you just feel great relief. But whatever it is, at the end of this long period, you vow, you vow that you will never, ever get together with a guy like that again. Yes. So, so far, are you with me? You ever, I'm like, right with you. <laughs> so, so you, that's it. You, know, you are determined not to have, to be with a guy like that again. Yes. So, some time goes by, and eventually, you start dating again, and uh, you meet another guy who seems really cool. Seems like nothing like your ex-husband or next, nothing like your, your last, you know, your major relationship partner. Yes. And you get involved. And then after a while, you are shocked to discover that, in fact, it is like your last partner. <laughs> and you find yourself I repeating think, the same painful experience. I think experience. I've been here. <laughs> right. Yes. And it's shocking and bewildering and discouraging. And it's like me, maybe even despairing. It's like, how did this happen again? I mean, I, right. I was so determined not to repeat my mistake again. Mm -hmm. and at that point, you know, maybe you ended or whatever. Maybe you have to go through another long period of painful you know, stuff together. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And then some people find they just they keep doing this over years, or maybe they just give up. And it's like, you know, I, this, this relationship stuff just doesn't work for me. So yes. I give up. So this is a very common experience. Um, so what is really going on here is the question. So I'd like to, to help you understand that, rather than just tell you what's going on, I'd like to do a little exercise with everybody. So, and I'll do it with you also, Joyce. Okay. So you can be my, my live guinea pig. I'd and love to else? be your guinea pig. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, what I want everybody to do is to think about their two parents for a moment. And I'd like you to think about the two worst traits that you experienced growing up with either parent. It doesn't have to be the opposite gender parent. So it could be your father or your mother. But just think, what were the two most painful traits you grew up with? Um controlling and distant okay so controlling and distance mm -hmm. so i like to give everybody a little bit more time to see if they can come up with what their two worst traits were that they grew up with oh i'm sorry did i come back too fast <laughs> well no you, you had your answer very quickly that's okay <laughs> i've done a lot of this work you know <laughs> i've yeah. been analyzing all right, so I'm going to assume that people have came up with their two negative traits. And if you haven't, you're just listening, that's fine. You can go back and do it later. So, Joyce. Yes. Have you ever been with somebody who had either one or, or both of those two traits? Yes. Okay. And had both. Had both? Mm-hmm. Okay. And was this your husband? Yes. Okay. And any other relationships that had either of these traits? Yes. I've okay. had other relationships. I did not marry them, but I've had other relationships. But as the relationship developed, these traits came out again and again. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, it's sort of a, for some of us, it's a shocking, disturbing even realization. It's like, oh, my God. Um, somehow, I keep being attracted to people with these same worst traits of my parents. Yes. Which seems like, you know, you know, I suffered enough from these traits growing up. Why would in the world I possibly be attracted to these people? So here's what happens for all of us. It's rare that anybody escapes this, this pattern. When we're growing up, we subconsciously form an image of our you know, adult uh, romantic partners based on the strongest traits of our parents, both good and bad. Now, the good traits are not a problem, right? Yes. Uh, it's the bad ones that really kick us in the ass Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because of this. So, for instance, let's say, you know, you had a, I'm going to say father, but it really it could be a mother or a father. You know, let's say you had a father who was very smart, and he was funny, and he was strong, you know, nice, wonderful traits, and he was emotionally distant. Yes. Right. So what's going to happen is that you grow up, and then you'll find yourself automatically attracted to you know, men who are strong, smart, funny, and emotionally unavailable. Yes. So this is, we just, this is what we all do. Mm -hmm. And there's reasons for this. You know, we can go into it deeper psychologically. But there are reasons why um, that happens. But suffice it to say, that is what happens. 
And what you find out as an adult, and maybe some of you listeners found out about it just right now, listening to us, is that people with those negative traits are subconsciously uh, the sexiest people on the planet for us. I yes. don't blame any women were the sexiest women on the planet for me. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Right. So <clears throat> now when I first learned about this in, in my therapy, they took mm -hmm. the first or second session of my therapist and he helped me understand this. So my immediate re reaction was, all right, great. I, I understand now. You really helped clarify it for me. So I'm just going to try really hard to avoid women who are blaming. Right? I'm going to avoid women with that negative trait. Yes. Because it's like I'm on, I'm on ball here now. I got it. And in fact, I'm going to take, I even told him, I'm going to spend a whole month getting to know a woman before I start, you know, getting romantic with her just to make sure, you know, that I know her well enough to see whether or not she has that blaming trait. And my therapist then said something that really upset me. He goes, well, waiting a month is not going to help you because the reality is that you subconsciously picked up from across the room that they had that negative trait, and that's what attracted you to her in the first place. Really? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't so, the dating. It was just, Just wow. being in the same room together, right? Oh, my goodness. So that's what made me gravitate towards talking to her in the beginning. And it wasn't something I was consciously aware of. I just thought she seemed really intriguing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it was, it was actually because she had that negative trait that, that I sought her out at a party, say, or a group event of some sort, right? Or in a laundry, even yeah. in fact, I met one girlfriend in a laundromat yeah. <laughs> who had that trait. It was yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> well, we're <laughs> going to have to we're going to have to stop here, right when we've discovered our trait is uh, detectable from across the room, and I guess we live in that because we're comfortable. That's where we operate the best. I'm thinking, but we're going to come back with Stefan, and he's going to explain this to us more in depth. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. 
Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are talking with Stefan Gonick, I'm sorry Stefan, and he is telling us about relationships. And before break, he's shared with us why we were attracted to those negative subconscious uh traits that we have grown up with so anyway Stefan please continue with this I want to know how I picked out my husband across the room all right (laughs) so as I was saying right before the break you know this is a subconscious attraction thing we don't have any control over it you can vow not to do it again as we said in the beginning you know and unfortunately that's not sufficient to stop this from happening really so (laughs) <laughs> it's not yeah. mind over matter <laughs> I, I wish it was but unfortunately it's not so uh, the, see the root cause of this is that uh, when a parent has a negative trait they we have painful experiences associated with that negative trait you said you had you know, a critical parent so you had these painful experiences of, of growing up being criticized Yes. So, or if an unavailable parent, you have this painful emotional distance where you're desperately wanting your you know, father's or mother's love and they're not available. So we have these, you can think of them as sort of emotional wounds from the parent's trait, negative mm-hmm. trait. Yes. And it's this unhealed wound that causes us to be attracted to people with that negative trait as you can think of it as like a subconscious desire to try and finally get what you were wishing you could get from that parent. So, ah, you know, critical yeah. parent, you're wishing to get their love and acceptance and approval, right? Yes. Or distance parent, just their love at all. Right. Um, so this, this all happens subconsciously. You're drawn to somebody's similar trait, and then you like replay that drama trying to get it from this person. But unfortunately, this person is not going to give it to you either because they share that negative trait. Yeah. So, so that's the bad news is that these unhealed wounds from your parents' negative traits cause you to be attracted to sort of parent stand-ins. I call them like momlets and dadlets. Yeah. And, <laughs> and recreate the situation. I like that. <laughs> but they so, don't now, look at all. Now, Stefan, they don't look at all. I mean, my ex-husband and my father don't look at all alike. Right. But they did have this same uh, trait. Exactly. So that's very, that really throws you off. Yeah, it's not a visual thing. It's, it's a, an emotional thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so then the question is, are we all doomed? Uh, there are some, there are some uh, relationship experts that think you are, actually, that you should just get together and, with these people anyway and try and work it out in your relationship. But I think that's super hard. Yeah. But what, what, I can, what I've discovered in the work 
these decades of work that I've done is that you can break out of this negative attraction thing and, you, and you're not doomed to keep repeating uh, these same painful relationships over and over again. And that what you need to do is uh, find three or four representative memories of experiencing that your parents trade at a young age <clears throat> and then you heal the experiences in those memories and that is sufficient to break free, uh, break free from this negative attraction pattern. Now you can use lots of you know different ways of doing that. You know, I used regular therapy originally for my negative attraction pattern, which took three years. Yeah. Um, but I've I, you know, over the you know the decades, I discovered uh, this amazing tool, which I can share with people later, that actually makes this a quick and gentle process. It's it's something that could be done in in weeks rather than three years, so, uh, which is, you know, which is fantastic news. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because our mind wouldn't naturally go back and pick up those situations, those positive situations, would it? I mean, the, I, it's always much easier for me to go back to memories and go to the pain before I go to the pleasure. Well, there's a... There's an actual process where well, you, you actually need to go back to the pain so you can heal it. Uh -huh. And there's a process that uh, I use with people which involves um, not just relieving the pain of what happened, but anytime you experience a parent's negative trait, there's also a good thing that was missing. So like I said, if you had a critical parent, like your, in your case, Joyce, uh -huh. uh, there's the pain of the criticism, but the good thing that was missing was the acceptance and approval. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't just right. as painful, but you were missing something that was loving. Yeah. So there's a process that I use that both relieves the pain of the criticism, but also helps you receive the love, acceptance, and approval that you didn't originally get. Okay. And when you do those two things a few different times, like I say, it only takes three or four times, then that's all it takes to break out of that negative attraction pattern. You're not attracted to those type of people anymore forever. It's done. Really? Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, so I would not huge... be at this social gathering that I go to. I would not be attracted to the person that's distant and, and difficult or, or non-approving. I would that's... not be attracted to them. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. Well, good. So, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Once you've done this, you've addressed half of the problem. You know, mm -hmm. you're no longer attracted to people with the same negative traits as your parent, which is you know, a huge, incredible relief, believe yes. me. <laughs> uh, but then, then there's the other side of it, though, which is just like my day of despair. Um, and that is, uh, in fact, rather than, again, rather than just say it, I like to do another little exercise with everybody. Okay. So what I'd like everybody to do is close your eyes and think about the kind of person that would be your ideal partner. And think about some of the traits that you, you know, this person would have that would be, you know, the most important to you. Just take take a moment to think about it. So imagine your ideal partner. These are things that you want. Presumably includes things like, you know, very loving, giving, totally into you. 
you know, there might be things like you want him to be, maybe you're like your guy to be smart, maybe you like him to be strong or athletic or handy around the house or, you know, whatever. I look at this list and I'm going, oh, all that in one man? It's like, <laughs> all right, well, you're, really? you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. <laughs> now, okay. once you have your, your ideal partner imagined in your mind, now imagine he was standing two feet in front of you with a big smile on his face with his arms wide open. And then notice what your reaction is. Yeah. Everybody have a minute to do that. Feel your body's reaction. Feel your emotional reaction. And notice what you're also thinking, what thoughts come up for you. All right, Joyce, so you willing to share some of the things that came up for you? Well, I was very happy. Mm -hmm. I was warm inside. Um, and I was smiling and um, um, laughing because one of the qualities I want <laughs> in my new partner is one that knows how to laugh and enjoy life. Right. So, yeah. So you had some really positive reactions. Yes. <clears throat> Though I did notice you had one uh, thought right off, right off the bat. You said, it's like, you know, could somebody have all these traits? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you have any other reactions besides the positive ones? Well, I didn't put on there, um, I would like for him to be fairly nice looking, and I didn't put that on my list. Uh -huh. So what if he has all these as great? traits but he's doesn't meet the the picture he has all these great traits but he doesn't meet the picture yes he's not uh, good looking okay so so it's interesting that you didn't put that on there for yourself right and what, why didn't you put that one on your list because i didn't have enough time to think this through oh okay yeah, is cool. the real truth all right so <clears throat> uh now, it's actually unusual that somebody has a mostly positive experience. Usually we have, at best, a mixed experience. In my case, I had an immediately negative one, which is just, like I said, is initially this wave of fear before anything else. That was just my initial reaction. Was like, whoa. <laughs> right, just, right. just wave of fear. Yeah. Um, some people had this mixed reaction of, of initially some excitement, like you, you had. Mm -hmm. uh, but often a lot of fears start coming up for people. Uh, oh, definitely. It's the usual case. And limiting beliefs. So yes. the one limiting belief that I, I, seem to, I heard from you initially is, you know, could somebody actually have all these traits? Yeah. <clears throat> but let me share what's, what's some of the common things I hear a lot, because I've done this exercise, you know, countless times with people. So <clears throat> one of the fears that I hear, I'll just go through them. As people imagine their ideal partner standing in front of them, they might get in touch with this fear that, you know, this person, this partner uh, will actually either immediately reject him or ultimately abandon him. Mm -hmm. or, they get, or they get afraid of being engulfed or controlled by this person. A uh, very common one is afraid of getting hurt again. Right. Like Big one. Yeah. Afraid of being judged or criticized. Which is yours. 
-hmm. afraid of uh, losing oneself or, or that you can't be your real self mm -hmm. if you're with you know, the relationship, afraid that your needs won't count, or afraid of failing, you know, yet again at love. Mm -hmm. So these are a lot of, you know, these are just some of the common fears. I mean, there's a lot of, of possibilities. I have one I want to talk, Stefan. Uh -huh. uh, sometimes there's a fear that once I meet a partner, I will lose myself again. Yes. As I did in that first relationship. Exactly. That was one of the ones I mentioned, actually. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that you would, yeah, afraid of losing oneself and you can't be yourself. Um, so... I'm going to see like we're getting close to a break again, but yes, uh, when we come back, I'll, I'm going to get into some of the limiting beliefs. So during this break, I would recommend everybody just think, stay in touch with us a little more. Think about being confronted with your ideal partner and get in touch with what comes up for you and start writing these down. So right. these are the fears and limiting beliefs that are interfering with you ever being with your ideal partner. Well, we will be back shortly with Stefan, and he has given us an assignment for over that break. So sit, get your pencil and paper and do this work so that you can move through and choose a better partner for you. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman, Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready for smart health with your host, Dr. Glenn Mia. Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Smart Health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions, interviews, and news in the ever-changing world of medicine. Information leads to smart choices, and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle. That's the quote of host and broadcast journalist Dr. Glenn Mia, M.D. This magazine-style radio show is a fast-paced program bringing together medical experts, authors, and patients to examine what works and what doesn't in staying healthy. Dr. Glenn Mia is a board-certified physician in pediatrics and internal medicine. His philosophy to wellness starts with an investment. He says proper nutrition, rest, and exercise are the best personal investments to maintaining good health. So join us for Smart Health with Dr. Glenn Mia. Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, 
Here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking today with Stefan Gonick, and he is sharing with us his road to health to a healthy relationship and how he married his beautiful wife, who I have had the pleasure of meeting. So, Stefan, tell us we had gotten to um, the doubts. doubts, Yes. yes. So continue, please. Okay, so basically what we're talking about now, the topic we're on is what's keeping you from being with your ideal partner. So the first, and there's two different things, fears and limiting beliefs. So we already talked about some of the fears that can be holding you back from being with the person, the kind of person you really want to be with. In mm-hmm. my case, it, it prevented me from even talking to those women for years. Um, yeah. So we talked about some of the fears. Mm-hmm. And the other categories are limiting beliefs. Um, the most common one that comes up, it certainly came up for me in my own search for love, is as I'm imagining my ideal partner, uh, the belief that came up for me is, you know, I am not worthy of or good enough to be with someone like that. Remember I said, you know, I had this deep belief that a woman that I was really excited about about couldn't possibly be interested in me, and that came from not feeling worthy enough. Yeah. Um, There could be other limiting beliefs. I'll list some more common ones. Uh, Maybe I'm too old to find the love of my life. Definitely. Of course, I'd like to say that my mother was 71 and she met the love of her life, so. Oh, that's great to hear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or I, what I hear a lot from more mature women is that men my age only want to be with much younger women. Yeah. Um, again, my mom found a guy that was her age and it wasn't the case. Um, or I'm not attractive enough in some way. You know, I'm too fat. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too skinny. I'm too something. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm just not good at relationships or things like, you know, men are interested in committing. Men only are interested in sex. All the good ones are taken. All these kind of limiting beliefs that right. discourage us in, up front. You know, it makes it hard to move forward. Some of yeah. them are paralyzing. Some are just discouraging. I'm too busy is another one. <laughs> I'm too busy. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, <clears throat> so there's a lot of, of uh, fears and limiting beliefs that we can have that interfere with us being with our ideal partner. It may interfere so strongly that we actually give up on doing it altogether to even going for it and we retreat um, or it makes us avoid the people we're most interested in like it did for me or it makes you sabotage yourself when you're actually talking to somebody that you're really that's really exciting which also happened to me <laughs> like I experienced everything yeah. so <clears throat> you know you're talking to somebody you just get you know all uptight and stiff and you can't be yourself so it can you know, have major impacts on, on trying to find the love of your life. Yes. So, you know, bad news, good news. Bad news is that yes, these these fears, which can be hidden until you uncover them, and limiting beliefs may be crippling your search for your soulmate. Um, the great news is though that you, know, you might come up a list that has twenty, even thirty items on it, which can be feel overwhelming and discouraging. But if you prioritize them, you rate each one on a scale of zero to ten as to how intense it is. Or in a case of a limiting belief, how true it feels. And then you just pr- prioritize the top few fears and the top few limiting beliefs. That's usually all it takes um, in order to be able to move forward and find the love of your life. You don't have to deal with all of them. 
-hmm. So, uh, so that's good news. And you can use, you know, any method you want to do it. You know, once you've written them down, you know what they are. You can go into therapy and, and work on them that way. Um, and again, you know, I, I have discovered methods that help get through this in a, a dramatically short time. So that's something so I'd I like to share with everybody. I would with you, Stefan. If I'm, you're going to get me there quicker, I'm going to go there. Uh -huh. I don't have time to waste here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I've discovered, you know, through working with, with, uh, you know, thousands of people is that uh, I came up with a system that can help you work through the negative attraction patterns and the fears and limiting beliefs, you know, over a span of several weeks to months rather than years and decades. Um, it uses a, an amazing tool, which I don't know if I have time to get into it all, called the emotional freedom technique, or some people know it as EFT or tapping therapy or just tapping. Mm -hmm. um, this is a tool that helps release negative emotions uh, in, you know, in a very short time. It's a very gentle, easy to learn tool to use for doing that. And then it's, you know, I, I use that tool in this very carefully guided program that helps people um, work through the negative attraction pattern to break free of that, helps them identify the fears and negative limiting beliefs, as we sort of just did a quickie version of it. Mm -hmm to identify them and to start releasing them one by one very quickly. So, right. Well, if my guests wanted to work with you or know more about your coaching, because I do know you have coaching packages online, tell us how they get there. I mean, this is all so interesting and it, it's a wonderful way to do recovery work, uh, working with you. Sure. Uh, well, there's two options. Uh, I think you have a link somewhere on your program uh, mm -hmm. that will take people to my website. And there's two options. I have a, a, a deep healing home study program called the Finding the Love You Want Breakthrough Program. That's a six-week program. Uh -huh. uh, there's, there's six modules that help you do everything we're just talking about. Um, it's, a, it's a downloadable audio program. You just download it to your computer or smartphone or whatever. And you work through um, all the modules. It has includes exercises to help discover what your blocks are and then these healing sessions to help clear them. Um, so that's a, a really nice option. And then, of course, I, you know, I work one-to-one -one with people as well. So we can just you know, uh, work together one-on-one -on -one to identify and clear these blocks out in the fastest, shortest time possible. Now, tell me your website, so in case they have not gone to my website, they might be able to find you. Sure. The website is findingtheloveyouwant.com. Okay. Now, Stefan, this uh -huh. uh, breakthrough program that you've mentioned, um, does it Every it has it already started. I mean, I think I'm doing it, and it has started. But they can go back and get the recordings. Is that correct? Well, it's not a live program actually, so it's right. these are recordings, so they're available all the time. So if somebody's yes. listening to this, you know, three months from now, um, they can just you know sign up for the program and just move through it at their own pace. Okay, wonderful. 
So I'm all excited about this because in my own life, I know that I would like to find a, a partner that I can call my soulmate for uh, going forward and to add value and love and all those other frills and happy thoughts that we have about love. How has this affected your life? I mean, I know that you found your partner, but was it, I mean, did you take the course and immediately find your lovely partner or what was the process for you? Well, I didn't take the course because I was the one who created the course. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> but I mean, my course therapy. is a, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I had to take the slow route because I didn't discover. Yeah, I didn't discover. It is my journey that actually helped me understand and discover how to do this in a different way. Yeah. I kind I had to go the slow route. Yeah. Um, it was sped up at the very end as I, you know, encountered this amazing tool, this you know EFT tapping yep. therapy thing. Yeah. Um, so I got to speed up the end, the end part, but, um, you know, I, I didn't have that available to me during most of my, my journey. So I can tell you one thing just to show you what is possible. So I created for myself what I call a partner vision, which I encourage everybody to do this as another exercise where you just write down on a piece of paper in your journal, all the qualities you're looking for in a partner. So, and, and, you know, go to town. I ended up my partner vision ended up having 35 items on it. Uh -huh. So I had this really big fleshed out thing of everything I was looking for in a partner. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, my wife, Lauda, unbeknownst to me, had done the same thing with her therapist. And she had 32 items on her partner vision list. <laughs> when we got together, <clears throat> we, uh, it's a fun thing. We discovered that we each <clears throat> excuse me, had these lists. So we compared lists and we discovered that I've met 31 and a half out of 32 of the items on her list. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, and she met 34 and a half out of the 35 items on my list. Uh, Every time I say that, people always go, what was the half, what was the half? <laughs> what was the half, of course. <laughs> sure, but <clears throat> what I'd like to say uh, is that, uh, let's look at the other side of the half, which is she met 34 and a half of my items. I know. And That's awesome. I met 31 and a half of hers. So we were, you know, amazing matches for each other. You know, we, we were the partner that the other person envisioned. Yeah. Now we had both done a lot of work to get there. Uh -huh. And so, but we, you know, we succeeded, you know, in a way, you know, better than we'd ever hoped for. Not only, in fact, not only did we did the other person have basically everything on our list, but they also has wonderful qualities that we didn't even think to write down. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like little, you know, these sort of extra bonuses. Like, ooh, wow, that's cool. I didn't even, never even thought to write that down. And yay. <laughs> well, you know, the value in being taught with somebody that has walked the path is just simply that they have walked the path, and right. so they bring such wisdom and. Uh, real life recovery steps, you know, that they've gone through. So Stefan, I want to say thank you for sharing this part of yourself. It's amazing that we can go through and correct some of these things so that they don't become stops in our lives. So thank you, Stefan. I want people to go to your website, check out your information, and you can always go to 
uh, TogiNet Radio, Second Wind with Joyce Buford, and you'll find his information there as well. Thank you, Stefan, for being with us today. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'd like to quickly point out that I have a free Finding Love You Want mini course that people can sign up for that will go through the kinds of stuff we've been talking about in more depth with some very interesting stories as well that people can you know, help them learn more about all this. Oh, that's great, too. I think I did that as well. I like yeah. all of your things. So <laughs> there's great value there. So thank you for being with us today. Till next week. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its